Good Thursday morning. Severe weather sweeping across the country. And it's impacting a lot of holiday weekend travel plans. It's April the 6th. This is Today. On the move, powerful storms stretching from the south all the way to New England today. The same system that spawned this deadly tornado in Missouri. Glen Allen will never be the same. There's no doubt about it. This morning, a first-hand look at the damage, the travel trouble still unfolding, and Al's full forecast. Ready to talk, former Vice President Mike Pence says he will not fight a court order to testify about Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. A new legal blow for the former president in the wake of his arrest and arraignment in that hush money case. So where does it all go from here? We're live in Washington. Taking a stand. No more silence! A powerful scene at schools from coast to coast. Students walking out of their classrooms, demanding officials do more to stop gun violence in the wake of that tragic shooting in Nashville. The adults in our country have failed us by letting this happen and by letting this happen so many times over and over. Just ahead, the emotional call to action and the response from lawmakers. Murder mystery. Police in San Francisco investigating the brutal stabbing of a tech industry titan and founder of a popular app. Inside the search for suspects and a motive as concerns grow about a spike in violent crimes in cities across the nation. Those stories plus fly them to the moon. Ladies and gentlemen, your Artemis II crew. The four astronauts set to make history, touching down right here in Studio 1A for a live interview. Today, Thursday, April 6th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Uh, welcome to today. We're so happy that you're with us on this Thursday morning. But we got to start with our top story, yeah. this severe weather making its way across the country now. Yeah, here we go again. Millions still under threat, set to face strong winds, heavy flooding on the heels of the deadly storms that tore through the Midwest. We are going to get to Al's forecast in just a moment. But first, NBC's Maggie Vespa is in Missouri, where a powerful tornado took several lives. Maggie, good morning. Yeah, Hoda, good morning. The devastation in this rural community of Glen Allen is absolutely astounding. Case in point, I'm standing in the middle of what we're told was the Glen Allen fire station. And now, as you can see, it's just basically a concrete slab with a bunch of rubble scattered all over it. We have a ladder that firefighters in this community use. We have a couple firefighters' uniforms here in the background. Five people killed in this rural community, five more injured in what's just the latest tornado outbreak to slam portions of the Midwest and South. Another batch of severe weather sweeping across the Midwest and South, spawning devastating tornadoes, fierce snowstorms, pounding rains, and whipping winds. It's just the latest in what has already been a brutal week for tens of millions. A massive tornado tearing through Glen Allen, Missouri, claiming at least five lives. Right now, it's about the families. It's about the loved ones. It's about picking up the pieces. Many terrified residents in the area forced to take cover. Just how strong you could feel the wind against the bathroom wall. It was just unbelievable. Just a few hours south of St. Louis, surveyors estimating it was an EF2 tornado with winds topping well over 100 miles per hour. The twister leaving homes in pieces and ripping trees from their roots. Locals now facing a new reality. 
Glen Allen will never be the same. There's no doubt about it. So far in 2023, there have been at least 481 reported tornadoes, double the average this early in the year. Power went off and the house just started shaking. Severe storms also slamming Illinois, leaving communities decimated. The bad weather impacting travel plans, too, with more than 400 flights in and out of Chicago canceled. And even though the calendar says it's spring, a massive snowstorm blanketing parts of the upper Midwest. Road closures and travel advisories forcing truckers to wait out the whiteout conditions. You just try to do the best you can and get, get there safely. And so we mentioned the number of tornado reports so far this year, more than twice than what we normally see this time of year in early April. Another jarring statistic, we've had 63 tornado-related deaths so far in 2023. The average for an entire year is 71. Hoda? All right, Maggie Vest before us. These storms seem unrelenting. Let's bring in Al. Check out what's happening. Hey, Al. Yeah, guys, in fact, to, to play off of what Maggie was just talking about, 481 tornado reports for 2023 across 25 states, literally coast to coast from Florida to California. The average for this time would be 250. So we've almost doubled that. Third most active year to date. And then we've updated the tornado fatalities, unfortunately, 68. The yearly average is 71, so this has been a deadly year so far and with no end in sight. 77 million people impacted with showers and thunderstorms due to flooding, flash floods and flash flood warnings. We're watching the storms now stretching from Corpus Christi all the way just to the west of Knoxville, Tennessee. It's along a cold front bringing from the Western Caribbean and Gulf moisture increasing the heaviest rain today into this morning, central and eastern Texas. Now, during the afternoon, this front drifts its way to the east. We've got a risk of severe weather along the mid-Atlantic states, wind gusts of 60 miles per hour, isolated hail. The good news is tornado threat is low. Tomorrow, that front stalls out along the Gulf. Look for an increased flood risk for eastern Texas and Louisiana and stays down there on Saturday with wet weather continuing through the southeast from Raleigh all the way down to Jacksonville. Localized flooding possible. Mid-Atlantic states could see one to three inches, but you get down to the Gulf, guys, we're talking locally five inches inches or more, so flooding a real possibility down there. All right, Al, we'll check back in a moment. Now to the legal challenges facing Donald Trump. Just one day after his arrest and arraignment in the New York City case, there's a significant development in the special counsel's investigation of the former president's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Former Vice President Mike Pence, according to a spokesperson, will comply with the judge's order to testify, choosing not to appeal. NBC senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson's on the story for us. Hallie, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. And listen, this decision by Mike Pence means federal prosecutors could get some new insight into that pressure campaign from Mr. Trump to try to overturn the 2020 election. And it sets up what could be another historic moment on the heels of a week that's already been full of them, as we're seeing new reaction to Mr. Trump's attacks on the investigations he faces and new threats against the judge overseeing the felony case against him. A new move by Mike Pence this morning that could be damaging to his former boss, with a Pence spokesperson saying the former vice president will not appeal a federal judge's order to testify in the special counsel investigation into Donald Trump's push to overturn the 2020 election. That opens the door to new, possibly crucial access to Pence, who witnessed firsthand Mr. Trump's actions leading up to January 6th and could speak about it under oath for the first time. The Trump legal team may still appeal, 
The special counsel probe, one of three investigations the former president faces. Mr. Trump lashing out online, calling for the GOP to defund the DOJ and FBI. Even some of his Republican allies disagree. I'm not for defunding the police. I think it's a bad idea. It comes after Mr. Trump pleaded not guilty to 34 charges this week in the Manhattan District Attorney's felony case against him. He's accused of lying about business records related to hush money payments before the 2016 election. The former president's getting new backup from one of his most powerful Republican allies. Do you worry that he could lose the general election because of this indictment and the other investigations? I think if someone wants to play with indictments, I think it helps them to campaign better. And now beefed up security for the judge overseeing the case with NBC News learning Judge Juan Mershon and his family have received new threats in the 36 hours since Mershon presided over the former president's historic arraignment, according to two sources familiar with the matter, who say the threats are unsubstantiated but being investigated. Mr. Trump, who has a history of going after those investigating him, has attacked the judge as recently as Tuesday night. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family. Those comments coming just hours after Mershon asked all parties to avoid saying anything that could incite violence or jeopardize anybody's safety. Savannah with Mr. Trump's attorney Wednesday. Did you do what the judge asked you to do and advise him to knock it off? President Trump heard the judge. Um, he's not that anything to try to incite violence. Uh, let's go back for a moment, Hallie, to Mike Pence. Obviously, he's been mulling his own presidential run. Where is his thinking on that? Uh, he was widely expected to announce Savannah, uh, probably not for weeks, if not longer at this point. But if he does end up testifying here, he's almost certainly going to become more of a target for Donald Trump on the campaign trail once that campaign trail actually picks up. We're going to get our first look since these new developments at that dynamic potentially next week when both are set to appear at the NRA convention in Indiana and the Republican National Committee retreat in Nashville. Savannah. Holly Jackson, thank you very much. Let's turn now to the renewed push for more gun safety measures in this country. From coast to coast, students from schools are walking out of their classrooms yesterday. They were demanding lawmakers do something, that they take action just over a week after that deadly shooting in Nashville. NBC's Priscilla Thompson is right there in Nashville for us. Hey, Priscilla, good morning. Hey, Ahoda, good morning. That fiery debate debate remains front and center here in Tennessee. In just a few hours, hundreds, if not thousands, of demonstrators are expected to flood the state capitol here as proceedings get underway for the possible expulsion of three Democratic lawmakers. Representatives Gloria Johnson, Justin Jones, and Justin Pearson will have an opportunity to defend their case on the House floor after Republicans filed resolutions to expel them after they joined with protesters in the gallery, taking to the House floor to demand action on gun reform uh, last week. And this is unprecedented. This Something like this, an expulsion, has not happened here in Tennessee. It has actually only happened twice since the Civil War. And this comes as we are seeing protests taking place across the country. Thousands of students walking out of their classrooms, students of all ages organizing to demand action on gun reform. So certainly all eyes on the Tennessee legislature here today as this session gets underway. Hoda? Yeah, that expulsion vote uh, will be a a big deal. I know you're going to keep your eye on that and tell us what happened. So other than kind of trying to discipline those three protesting lawmakers, have politicians done anything else in response to the shooting? 
Hoda, the Tennessee legislature has deferred action on uh, any sort of gun legislation, and Republicans have uh, said that they don't expect to take anything like this up until 2024 at the earliest. And as for these three Democratic lawmakers that could be expelled today, if that happens, the governor will set a date for a special election, and it is likely that they will run again and will again be reelected in their respective districts. Hoda? All right, uh, Priscilla Thompson for us. There are a lot going on in Nashville. Thank you. Idaho Governor Brad Little signed a bill into law yesterday that makes it illegal for an adult to help a minor get an abortion without parental consent. The law is the first of its kind in the U.S. It creates a new crime of, quote, abortion trafficking, and it bars adults from obtaining abortion pills for a minor. It also outlaws transporting a pregnant minor without the consent of their parent or guardian. Anyone convicted of breaking that law could face up to five years in prison. Opponents of the law have promised a legal battle. All right, we're at 713 now. Welcome, Craig, to the table. Another story we're following. Hey, Craig. Yes, Hoda, Savannah, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Some breaking news overnight. Officials in China blasting a series of high-profile meetings here in the United States between House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, a bipartisan congressional delegation, and the president of Taiwan. NBC's chief foreign affairs correspondent, Andrew Mitchell, just talked to the Speaker of the House a short time ago, right after that meeting. Andrew, good morning to you. Good morning, Craig. Overnight, tough words from Beijing about the Taiwan leader's visit. The foreign ministry saying that in response to the serious wrong action of the U.S. and Taiwan, China will take resolute and effective measures to safeguard national sovereignty and territorial integrity, and also warning that China's military is always on high alert. With tensions between the United States and China already nearing a boiling point, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, the highest-ranking U.S. official ever to meet a Taiwanese leader on U.S. soil. America's support for the people of Taiwan will remain resolute, unwavering, and bipartisan. That message delivered at the Reagan Library, where protesters for China versus those for Taiwan tried to shout each other down. Against the backdrop of an increasingly aggressive China, which claims sovereignty over Taiwan, a self-governing island. We once again find ourselves in a world where democracy is under threat. And the urgency of keeping the beacon of freedom shining cannot be understated. The meeting was held in the U.S., not Taiwan, at the suggestion of Taiwan's president, after China was outraged, firing missiles over the island when then-Speaker Pelosi visited in August. Relations between Washington and Beijing are at an historic low. Over COVID, TikTok, and U.S. concerns, China is considering selling weapons to Russia for its war in Ukraine, as well as the massive spy balloon. NBC News reporting exclusively this week that it captured and transmitted intelligence from sensitive U.S. military sites before the U.S. shot it down off the Atlantic coast. Do you worry that meeting with President Tsai in the United States is going to further escalate the tensions? No, it shouldn't by any means. I mean, I I would sit down with President Xi. What I think would foster a worse situation is a lack of communication. Also looming U.S. intelligence that says China is likely to invade Taiwan within the next five years. Wednesday, McCarthy and the other lawmakers calling for increased and more rapid defensive arms sales to Taiwan. What we're doing today is protecting us five years from now if we take those actions. 
Another possible flashpoint today, the arrival of a bipartisan House committee led by the Foreign Affairs Chairman in Taiwan overnight, as Congress signals rare agreement from both parties to China that the U.S. will step up arms deliveries to the island. Craig? Our Chief Foreign Affairs Correspondent, Andrea Mitchell Force. Andrea, thank you. 16 minutes after the hour, much more to get to. Mr. Roker, a lot of people making travel plans this weekend. How's it looking? Yeah, and if you're uh, going to be traveling down to see the Augusta National, well, unfortunately, Saturday, Sunday, not looking very good. And uh, today, a number of uh, home openers for baseball, like uh, the Mets, uh, Baltimore, all all getting, already, they've already postponed them. So that's not great. Flood risk down through the Gulf Coast, record highs down through Florida, an April chill in the Plains. We're looking for another system coming into the Pacific Northwest, bringing more rain there. And that is your latest weather. So exciting. All right. I know. We got something ahead we're going to talk about in a minute. But first, uh, a murder mystery in San Francisco putting rising crime in American cities in the spotlight. Miguel Almaguer is starting with that story. Good morning. A tech titan stabbed to death while walking the streets of San Francisco, coming up what police are saying and perhaps just as telling what they're not saying. Miguel, thank you. And the reason Al is so excited. Yes. We've got rock stars Whoa. right here. So honored to have the Artemis II astronauts mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. us. They are set to be the first humans to return to the moon's orbit in 50 plus years. Looking mm-hmm. forward to chatting with them. But first, this is today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we're back 7 30 live look at london's iconic westminster abbey and in exactly one month may 6th that will be the place where King Charles is officially coronated. Mm, and uh, the Today Show will be there. We will be there. Oh, we'll yes. it live. It's, it's going to be, be good. good. All right, let's get started, though, this half hour in San Francisco, where police are trying to solve a murder mystery. Yeah, it happened early Tuesday morning. That's what investigators say. Bob Lee, a high-profile tech executive, was stabbed to death near the Bay Bridge. NBC National correspondent Miguel Almaguer joins us with the very latest on the investigation. Miguel, good morning to you. Craig, good morning. San Francisco police remain tight-lipped about their investigation. There's been no arrests or any information on a possible motive. The killing taking place in an area that's known for its nightlife and for being relatively safe. The shocking and unsolved murder of Bob Lee, the tech titan who was stabbed to death Tuesday in San Francisco, has rattled the city and those who loved him. Absolute shock and devastation. We're aiming to lift the entire world. 
into a new era of financial freedom. Best known for creating Cash App, a mobile payment service, police say Lee was attacked not far from the Bay Bridge at 2.35 a.m. Tuesday. The area, thought to be a safe part of the city, is dotted with surveillance cameras. Before collapsing on a sidewalk, Lee screamed for help on his phone, saying someone stabbed me, according to surveillance footage and records reviewed by the San Francisco Standard. NBC News has not been able to review the recording. After police arrived at the crime scene, the 43-year-old was rushed to a hospital where he died. It comes as San Francisco's homicide rate has climbed in recent years, as have robberies, thefts, and assaults. Amid the stream of condolences on social media, Elon Musk, a critic of the city's safety, wrote, Violent crime in SF is horrific, and even if attackers are caught, they are often released immediately. Supervisor Matt Dorsey pushing back. Some of the public safety challenges San Francisco is struggling with aren't just different from public safety challenges facing other cities. The 43-year-old father of two who had recently moved to Miami was more than a tech icon. His wife saying, Bob Lee was the most incredible and beautiful human being. He was everyone's best friend. Police still have no suspects or motive for the murder. It's going to be hard to imagine a world where you can't call Bob and say, hey, I have uh, I have this problem I'm thinking through. Can you help me through it? He was an absolutely instrumental person in the tech industry. This morning, the high-profile murder of a tech pioneer killed while walking the streets in a city under increased scrutiny for its safety. M- Miguel, you just mentioned there that police have been tight-lipped so far. Do we know at this point what else they're going to look into as they try to find some answers? Well, Craig, police have been spotted searching dumpsters and questioning potential witnesses near the crime scene, but still no major details on the attack, including whether Lee was targeted or if his murder was random. Friends say he visited San Francisco often. Craig. All right. Our national correspondent, Miguel Almaguer. Miguel, thank you. All right. Just ahead this morning, want to get away? Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell you where to find last minute spring vacation deals. You said that fast, yes. including mm-hmm. some trips you could actually take this weekend. All right. Speaking of great escapes, we have four people here. <laughs> Guess where they're headed? The moon, the historic crew of Artemis 2 Live right here in Studio 1A. How they feel about being picked for an honor that very few has have ever received. Coming up right after this. Welcome back. Earlier this week, NASA revealed the Artemis II astronauts, three from NASA, one from Canada. They'll be blasting off to the moon. It's happening next year. This is a historic trip, the first of its kind in 50-plus years, setting up NASA for future missions to land on the lunar surface. Mm -hmm. Eventually... Destination Mars. Come on. We are honored. (laughs) So honored to have the crew with us this morning. Commander Reed Wiseman, Pilot Victor Glover, Mission Specialist Christina Hemmock-Cook, and Mission Specialist Jeremy Hansen. First of all, welcome in. We're so excited. I mean, you you guys got the call that it was you. You were the selected four who are going to be on this historic trip. Will you tell us what your first reaction was when you learned, like, I got picked? 
<laughs> uh, your first reaction is just, uh, for us, uh, for me, it was almost calming. Like, okay, now we can get to work. We know who's going to be on this crew. Uh, first, I wanted to know who am I going with. And I've got basically the best crew you could ever wish for in Victor, Christina, and Jeremy. And then you want to call your family. I called my dad. Yeah. I told him this is a huge secret. Don't tell anyone. And then I started getting texts from all my neighbors. And, and I'm envisioning like the blimp fly over. Oh Operational security, not the dad. Okay, he's the leak. He's the yeah. leaker. How about you, Captain Glover? Uh, my first reaction was shock. I was mm-hmm. just shocked. And I realized I'm sitting next to my boss mm-hmm. and his boss, and I, I probably better respond. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes, Coach, I'm, I'm, put me in. I'm ready to play. Well, when we talk to you, Christina, you have more experience, as we were saying, than all three of She's these the gentlemen uh, <laughs> combined. But I was imagining you as a little girl in space camp. I think it was back in the 90s. That's true. Um, there you were, probably dreaming of a moment like this. Absolutely. What does it feel like to finally actually know? Is that you? Look at that. Look at you, girl. Wow. <laughs> Look at you now. So, so talk what to someone about that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what it feels like to get to this moment. It's, yeah. it's an absolutely incredible moment, you know, to have the opportunity to give back to the people that were inspiring me when I was that young little girl and to eventually realize the dreams that were in the posters on my wall as a kid and um, to be here in a time we're going for all and by all. It's an amazing time, mm-hmm. and um, I'm honored to be here. Mm-hmm. Captain Hansen, this will be your first visit to space. Mm -hmm. What is it inside that makes you individuals? I said, you guys were sitting down. I said, you guys have guts. Mm -hmm. You got guts to go up and to do something that is so courageous Mm -hmm. and really on the edge of Mm -hmm. and pushing the limits of what we can do. What is it inside you Mm -hmm. that that makes you want to do that? I think it's it's just that spirit of exploration. I I mean, all of us, I'm sure we'll have moments of fear and, uh, you know, maybe in the days leading up, but right now we're not scared at all. Like that Mm -hmm. doesn't even intimidate us. We're just excited. Like this is the stuff that has inspired us all of our lives. And we just want to go. We're really excited to get going. Yeah, Captain Weissman, a lot of people would say, well, we did this 50 years ago and that was amazing. Why is it important to do it again? Well, first, we want to go to Mars. And and to go to Mars, we got to go first to the moon. Uh, We've been doing great work on the International Space Station. But really, at the core, humans are explorers. And we want to motivate the youth of the entire world to Mm -hmm. go do something great. And and you can do it by words, and some people will hear you, or you can do it by action, Mm -hmm. and the world will hear you. And Mm -hmm. so we want to inspire. So, Captain Glover, you're the pilot. Yes. I heard uh-huh. you're going to do now. Listen, I'm not a NASA engineer like y'all, but it's like you're doing some kind of figure eight situation. Uh-huh. You're going to be on the dark side of the moon. Tell us about the mission. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, we will start off in the first day. We're going to actually orbit the Earth. Oh. And in that, we're going to do some pretty amazing things. We're going to go up to about 40,000 miles above the Earth and on the way, test out the Orion vehicle. We'll separate Ooh. from the upper stage of the rocket and pretend as if we're going to dock to it because mm-hmm. on future missions, they need to dock to a lander or a, a space station around the moon. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to spend that first 24 hours checking out the rest of the life support and habitation systems. Mm. And then we get those amazing words that we haven't heard in over 50 years. Your go for TLI. Translunar injection is the burn that sends us to the moon. Ah. And on this trajectory, it's also the burn that will sling us back to Earth. So that one burn gets us there and back. So, oh, so, my God. Is that like the blast to hyperspace in Star Wars? <laughs> kind of Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> well, there's probably a moment where you look out the window when you're in that moment where there is the most beautiful, I guess, photo to be had or moment to be seen. You have a poster in that, right, Christina, on your on your wall of that. Absolutely. Um, tell us what that might feel like for you and who's going to be able to take the picture? Who gets that? <laughs> Are we doing selfies with you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll all spend some time behind the camera lens. 
but absolutely the poster of Earthrise taken by Bill Anders on Apollo 8 has been an inspiration for me my entire oh, life. Yes. And when I think about how the mission that we are on is kind of the modern day mirror of that mission and that we might have the opportunity to bring back an image like that, that hopefully unites all of humanity behind what we're doing and that you can do great things when you come together. Mm. That's an awesome mission. So many astronauts have talked about that perspective, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. perspective you gain when you see the Earth as so few have. And I know, Captain Glover, you're a person of faith on the ISS. Mm -hmm. You even took yeah. communion. But there are people of multiple <laughs> faiths. And mm -hmm. can you put into words what it is like just to mm -hmm. see our precious planet yes. from I that mean, vantage two, point? Two things that become clear to you is that we are on this ship together. And that's all the human life that we, all the life we've ever found. Mm -hmm. And so it makes you want to take care of that planet, which takes care of us. Mm -hmm. And it makes you want to take care of each other. You know, you see the world as it is. No labels, no legends. Uh, something for me that's obvious is there's no distance marker telling you how far things are. You have to figure it out for yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you see the world as it is, you see that there's no division. There's no natural division. We are all on this together. We're one people. Mm -hmm. I feel like you guys are uniting the country in a beautiful way. Like everyone's cheering for you at the final four. They're cheering for you today. When do you take and off? And Canada too. Canada Don't too. Let <laughs> I'm not letting you out yeah. there. All right. Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, no problem. Uh, when do you guys take off? When does all this happen? Uh, the crew is never going to say a date because yeah. we will launch when NASA is ready, okay. when the vehicle is ready, and when we are trained and ready. Mm -hmm. uh, but it could be as early as late next year. Wow. And this is all, just final thing, this is all a precursor to then another mission in mm -hmm. which astronauts will land on the moon. Yes. So yes. I ask you this, will you be applying to land on the moon as well? Are you going to raise your hand and say, can we go back? Can we do it again? If there's an application by then. Yeah. Yeah. But trust me when I say we will be cheering the loudest for our yes. friends, our yes. colleagues who will be yes. going and landing on the moon. Like we will be the loudest in the audience mm -hmm. cheering them on. It'll be such an honor to wow. watch. Well, you will have made it what possible along with all your colleagues. Yeah. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank this was a thrill for us. Thank you. Thank go you. get them. Yeah. Crew of Artemis too. Yes. You make us proud. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Al, how excited are you? Are you geeking out over this? Get out. Get out. <laughs> he loves you more than your parents. <laughs> I doubt that, but I, I, a close second between your family and friends. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's take a look at what's going on closer to Earth. Well, you can see right now, this is the, the line of delineation as far as the warmth and the cooler temperatures. 40 in Boston right now, 49 in New York City. South of this front, 67 in D.C., Roanoke, 65 in the 40s in Cleveland. Then that front lifts up to the north and these warm winds come in. Look at some of these temperatures we're going to be looking at for today. Few records highs. New York City getting up to 81 today. Washington 85. Raleigh flirting with 90. But then Chicago, you're at 35. Minneapolis, 14 degrees cooler than average at 39. Nashville, 55. The warmth retreats tomorrow. Temperatures take a tiny, tiny bit of a tumble. 60 in Philly, 43. Buffalo, 55. Chicago. But then temperatures warm warm up nicely. By Monday, Buffalo, you're at 62. Same in New York City, 65 in D.C. Cincinnati, you'll be at 71 degrees. St. Louis, 75 degrees. Look at how it, she's yeah. in the crew right oh, there now. You go. There you go. <laughs> I'm on this side of the couch. Y'all have fun. <laughs> but in case do. you need a mission meteorologist. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, in a minute. Y'all, that was so fun. And your family yeah. was in the green yeah. room watching. Yeah. You should have smiles from me. Yeah. Oh, Four so daughters, yeah. by the way. Yes. That's wow. Impressive. Pray for us. <laughs> Guys, coming up on Popstar, we're going to break down the nominations for this year's MTV Movie and TV Awards, including a rather unexpected nod for The Last of Us. Okay, and then the multi-talented Chloe Bailey will be here. She'll tell us about her new movie, her new album, music. Lots to look forward to this morning. Looking good. Where did Looking you good. Really That's get how it that looks jacket? still. Looking good. Cal, yeah. Looking good. 1018. Looking good. Yeah.